Aloha and welcome to Elevating Motherhood. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Lori Beth Aldridge. I've taken my passion for conversation, perspective, and supporting moms and turned it into a podcast. My goal is to talk openly about motherhood, offer new ideas, and help moms find their confidence in this busy and sometimes overwhelming world we live in. We're going to dive deep, open up, and elevate motherhood. Thanks for being here with me. Let's get started. Surprise! (laughs) I'm pregnant and we are having a fourth baby. It is official. We are not done having kids and baby number four is supposed to arrive sometime November, December-ish. My official due date is Thanksgiving Day, but I tend to carry over my due date with my pregnancies when I'm given the time and space to go into labor on my own. So... I know what I'll be doing for the rest of 2021. Um, This is just wild. Gosh, pregnant at 40. There are so many things that come along with it that I just, I just didn't think about before. And this time around is different than the other girls because it is a surprise. And I'm in a new decade of life and I'm watching all of this play out. And it's very interesting because part of me feels like, well, should I say this was a surprise or shouldn't I? Because what if the kid grows up and finds out that they were unplanned? But as Chris says, and and I truly believe it, that with all of my heart and soul and being, unplanned does not mean unloved. It's just a surprise. And some surprises are really super awesome. And this happens to be one of them. So here we are. I am going to be 41 when the baby is born. And I believe Chris will be 44. And yeah, we're doing it Four kids in our 40s. All right, let's go. So I'm 11 weeks pregnant. Um, I'm sharing the news with you here on Mother's Day. And I'm just over 11 weeks pregnant. And wow, there are so many things that are different than the other pregnancies. And also so many things that are the same too, that I wanted to bring you in on because, because I'm in my forties, I feel compelled to share incredibly honestly, because I am starting to realize that it it is that authenticity and that genuine sharing of feelings and ideas and life details that people get inspiration and hope and, and understanding and connection from, and not this just sort of Oh yeah, you know, totally planned, no big deal, you know, but also if that's how people present their pregnancies, even if they are surprises, that doesn't make them wrong. That's just part of their story. My story is I'm in my forties and it feels different this time around. And I feel really compelled to share details, even about my previous pregnancies that I haven't shared in the past. And Chris and I talked about this before I hit record on this episode, you know, what do I share and what don't I share? And I won't be sharing everything because this is a very private journey, but I do want to share ideas with you that I hope will be inspiring or at least be topics of conversation that we can talk about more, um, share about more as moms, as sisters, as friends. So one of the things I want to talk about is how everything not everything. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's the, that's the pregnancy talk, um, that how some things feel different this time around. And I will say the thing that feels most different is that I'm 40 and unafraid. And I add the unafraid part with the 40 part, because I think they go together. I was, I think 33, 35 and 37 when I had my other girls. And so I've been through two quote unquote geriatric pregnancies and have those under my belt. And this one has me kind of laughing at all the fear factor stuff associated with quote unquote geriatric pregnancies and just like the name calling and the stigmas and the disempowering worry-based messaging that surrounds all of this stuff when you are pregnant as a quote unquote older mom. And it's so funny because most moms I know who are 35 and older do not consider themselves old at all. Their bodies are so different. Um, my body at 40 is probably healthier than my body was at 27. There are other 40 year olds who are not at the prime of their fertility and, and health because, you know, maybe they had their kids earlier and they're on a different part of their journey and, and that's okay. It doesn't mean we're all the same just based on a birth date or how old we are. So it's so funny to me that we kind of get lumped in to these groups based on our age. And now that I'm 40, <laughs> I just don't care about to be lumped into these groups and, and be called a geriatric pregnancy. It felt silly when I was 35 and 37. And it feels like exponentially more silly now that I'm 40. And I can see how being an older mom and being a geriatric pre pregnancy is really sensationalized. And, you know, I can already hear the arguments for the other side of that. Like it's not sensationalized. We have stats, we have proof that there are greater risks and all of these factors that you, you must consider. And we, we have to look at, and, you know, I get that. And then also I'm over here going, this is my pregnancy. This is my mindset. This is me deciding what is best for me. But now that I'm 40 and have just heard dozens of stories of women who have had babies at 35 plus with no issues. I kind of feel like I'm too old to buy into the worry and fear-based messaging and let that lead me. I don't want those things to lead me anymore in my everyday life or on any journey or any season that I'm in from here on out. Fear and worry are not the basis of anything in my life, even during these times. You know, does that make me reckless? Absolutely not. Do I have my head in the sand? Not a chance, not a chance at all. I started reading those statistics and going to those appointments and listening to all the worries and being told I need to talk with a genetics counselor and all the things, you know, over five years ago. And now here I am five years into that research and knowing and two babies deep into all of that. And I know that that is not the the energy that I want to bring to this pregnancy and this birth and ultimately my motherhood in general. But I see the toxicity at the way birth is managed and really sold to women of all ages. And I find it to be really harmful and disempowering a lot of the time, not all the time, not every situation, not every birth, but all of this toxic messaging and this disempowering of women and especially mothers 
is not just limited to the things I talked about in last week's episode about the toxic motherhood messages that just surround us and the ads and Oh, anything that disempowers moms really, really bothers me. So from everything from interviews I've done to books I've read, stories I've heard, personal stories, my own stories, all of that, I'm, I've gotten to a point where I'm kind of over the disempowering messages, and especially birth is not exempt from that. So especially in birth for women, I want that to change. I want it to change for me. I want it to change for my kids. I want it to change for my friends. I want it to change for you if you are also someone who feels like, yeah, our birth culture needs to to be elevated. It needs to change. And I don't know whether it's because I'm 40 and because I've decided that I'm not afraid and I'm not going to let worry and, and fear lead my mindset or my motherhood. But I do feel like the only way to change any of it any of the parts that I feel like need changing and elevating is to call it out and also to opt out of it as well. So fear and worry and doom and gloom are not going to be part of this pregnancy for me. And that's my choice because it's my pregnancy and it's a very personal journey. Everyone's pregnancy is, and I'm putting that out there not to be combative or even as a point of comparison, but as hopefully a story of inspiration for moms who are also interested in taking back their power and approaching their pregnancies and births with strength instead of fear. To me, it's about health and fertility as a sign of good health rather than a number or a birth date. So I've gathered the information. I've read the odds. I've prayed about it. I know my body. I've been working on my health for a really long time. So I feel really confident in this decade of my life. Um, with my experience, I feel confident in my choices and I feel absolutely determined to approach this unafraid. And was I afraid in my other births and my other pregnancies? Maybe a touch. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was all the emotions. (laughs) It was all, it was a mixed bag. But this time around, I I have a determination and a strength and conviction about me that is different than the other three pregnancies. And that that feels really good. Feels really good. I also have more research under my belt um, because hosting this podcast has really opened my eyes big time into our modern birth culture and the desperate need for change. And I've heard stories and read statistics and read biographies and articles and binged on podcasts about birth. And I watch birth videos almost daily. Um, It's just something that I feel called to do to be part of birth culture and and understanding how to empower women. Um, and gosh, like Instagram accounts, like, um, badass mother birther and birth becomes, is it birth becomes her or birth becomes you pain-free birth. Um, January Harshies. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> pregnancy brain <laughs> blanket on that, but I'll link to that in the show notes too. Uh, just all kinds of accounts who are putting out, you know, I don't like the word normal, but just biological, natural, 
home births, hospital births, um, empowered births, basically, where these moms are going into it with the same sort of no fear. Um, this is natural. I can do this mindset that I really want to focus on for this birth too. And I don't know, sometimes you just got to answer those callings, right? And if I'm trying to help empower other women and point them to these resources, I have to have these resources myself. So I feel like as an effort for the podcast, I have been researching and doing all these behind the scenes things for all these different podcast episodes and resources I want to create for you. And little did I know I was also (laughs) preparing them for myself too. And I, I'm really struck by how these women are showing up and empowering moms and highlighting the need for change in our birth culture. And I love the way they present it and how they approach it. And these birth videos are actually, to me, one of the clearest things ever to cross my path as far as empowerment goes, because it's almost like visual storytelling in in the best way. And again, it, it is making me feel very unafraid and just very inspired instead. Like I want to be part of the positive change. I want to be part of creating a more positive, empowering birth culture. I I just didn't know it was going to be me on the front lines one more time, (laughs) making the case for change and cheering other mamas on while I'm also preparing to roar my own baby out. I mean, goodness, that this feels a little different than the last births too, but man, okay, guys, I feel like um, I've been drafted to the front lines again. And so I'm going to show up and yeah, here we go. You know, the other crazy thing that's different about this birth is that I think I was in a bit of denial, like seven home pregnancy test denial. Um, Why? I honestly don't know. But these emotions and experiences I had at the beginning that I would absolutely describe as shock and surprise, um, they have given me a ton of insight and compassion for other moms who have similar stories in a way that I could not even have imagined. So I'm so grateful that I had that moment of seven pregnancy tests and being like, I don't know, guys, I don't know. <laughs> I think this, this brand might be off. We should, we should try another brand. Um, I'm glad that I had that. So I now have that understanding that I would not have had otherwise. So count it all joy, right? There are lessons and insight and compassion and connection to be found in everything. And so even in that moment where I'm staring at these tests um, by myself, I know that I was not by myself and I am never alone in any of my motherhood experiences. So even in the denial part, even in the shock part, even in the surprise part and all the emotions and the hormones and everything, I knew that I wasn't alone. And I knew that there would be other moms who understood how it is I was feeling in that moment. And sure enough, as soon as I started telling um, close friends, a lot of stories came out that really surprised me, but then also made me feel very understood and very hopeful because I see the way that they show up in their motherhood after they had a very similar moment in their motherhood journey. And it's just, it's inspiring. The other crazy thing, there's so many crazy things (laughs) with this, but, but the thing I'm realizing is 
that my timelines, like my life and season timelines aren't lining up with other friends, my age. So I shared with some friends who were the same age that I was expecting. And one of the moms said, wow, my son just turned 18 last week. And I thought, wow, I'm not even 18 weeks pregnant and your son is 18. That's really something. I know other friends um, that are grandparents who are actually my age or slightly younger than me, who are grandparents many times, multiple times over. And it's just wild to think that their children are having babies at the same time that I'm having babies. And it was like smacking into a brick wall, realizing that I am experiencing something at an age where I am not in the same season as other 40 year olds. Like this is not the same. (laughs) And I'm, I'm not bothered by it. I did have about a week of I'm old. I'm so old. I just, I can't believe this. I just no. But then I realized that that was more of like the cultural stuff talking to me of like, yeah, 40 is really old to have a kid. And then I realized, no, actually it's not. I know a mom who's super youthful and amazing and awesome had her second at 50. Amazing, amazing mom. And it has little to do with age and more to do with things like vitalism and health and energy and outlook and all of those things more than a number on a piece of paper. So I'm not bothered by it, but I am noticing it and taking it all in. And I've had a a couple of wonderful friends remind me that fertility at this age and, and getting pregnant so easily is a sign of good health and, and youthfulness and that I should embrace that part of this rather than the number. And all I have to say is thank every single one of you who brought that up over and over and over again that week when I was like, Hey guys, I think I'm old. And they just kept reminding me and I finally took it in and believed them. It also means that I'll more than likely be closer to other moms who are also in the same season of life as me which means I'll probably be hanging out with other people who have babies rather than people who have teenagers, despite the fact that we're the same age, you know, but again, I'm not bothered by that. Just noticing it, taking it all in and embracing it. I think the last thing that I'm seeing is really different this time around with this pregnancy and hopefully this birth is including the spiritual in this journey. I think that spirituality and childbirth and pregnancy, despite praying, despite feeling connected to my other babies when they were inside of me and being grateful and expressing gratitude to God for the gift that these children are, I see that I could include more spirituality in this journey and in the actual birth itself. And this time around, I'm being very intentional in making room for more spiritual. And one of the neat things that kind of crossed my path in all of this, in all of this pregnancy and birth research that yes, even after three kids, and even at 40, I'm still doing was this one mom who described birthing mothers as a portal between two worlds. And this notion really blew my mind and including the magic and 
the transformation and honoring our role of bringing this child in just wild. I mean, a portal between two worlds. What? Wow. My mind has been really blown by this notion and thinking about that and including it. And boy, you want to talk about like an empowering thought to really bring to the table. (laughs) I'm floored by this one. And it just feels purposeful and meaningful and empowering in ways that other notions about birth and even spirituality haven't really touched me before. And so I'm really loving the spiritual elements and bringing more of that in very intentionally. It makes me want to share about it. And then it also feels very personal too and very private. And so I don't know, I think that you're going to see me dancing back and forth between sharing and then also keeping things to myself in the next um, couple of months or gosh, the rest of the year, basically. But if it is something that you're interested in or something that you have intentionally included in your pregnancy and birth stories, man, just know that I am way open to hearing your stories and suggestions and all of it. So not everything is different. Some things are definitely the same this time around. My cravings are identical to my other births, um, fried chicken and lemonade are my jam all of a sudden. Um, Dairy sounds good. And it usually doesn't, but it it seems to be craving it. Um, Egg salad and buffalo flavored anything are also on my list of cravings. And these have been pretty identical to my other girls too. Orange juice. I feel like I can't get enough of that. And just citrus in general. And I've been looking up cravings and, and what they mean and all of that. And it's been a lot of fun, but yeah, my cravings are exactly the same as last time. Um, the nausea, Ooh, that is really something you guys, I just feel like I have this constant undercurrent of nausea, like this pressing nausea that leaves me feeling very run down and kind of shortens my patience sometimes when I'm torn between like not barfing and then answering 5 million questions from my kids, you know, but all in all, I think I'm handling it pretty. Okay. I have deep empathy for people who live with chronic things, chronic undercurrents like this, because I know that this is temporary for me and it is, it's not fun. It's purposeful. Also not very fun. The fatigue, the fatigue is back. Is it the same? Is it worse than my other pregnancies? I honestly can't remember, but I am resting a lot more when I feel tired or like I need to sit down. I'm at an age where I'm and I'm at an age and place in my life where I know to honor that and that it's really going to serve me if I listen to my body and meet its needs and the support Oh my gosh, I am blown away by the encouragement and support of my friends and family. My heart and my spirit are so encouraged and I'm really, really grateful to them. They have helped me in more ways than I can even describe. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all my friends and family who have known for the last couple of weeks and, um, have been very supportive in these first few weeks as I 
try to try to figure some stuff out and even how it is I was going to share the news and all of that. Well, the girls are excited, like so excited, you guys. They don't even look at me the same. They just look at my body differently too. And oh, it's very endearing. Um, Chris and I are excited. It's crazy, but we are definitely bringing a one more why not attitude to this experience. And you know, like I said, I'm resting a lot more, going to bed early, having crazy pregnancy dreams that I'll have to share with you some way, somehow. They are just nuts. It's like going to an action adventure, action adventure movie every night that I didn't necessarily want to buy tickets to, but I'm there and usually starring in it. So all in all, I'm healthy, I'm happy, and I'm super humbled and stoked to be back on the front lines of motherhood with this pregnancy and the birth coming up later this year. And I'm just really grateful to have another child um, who's also going to be a friend, you know, to do life with. I can't wait to find out who this little person is who wants to be with us so much. So, hey, thanks for listening to my story. I really appreciate it. And I'm excited to share more about this journey with you. I'm excited to dialogue more about it, how we can support each other through pregnancies and births, how to bring more spirituality into it, how to be positive birth culture, changing, empowered women together. Just, yeah, I'm super grateful to be on this journey. Just know that I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. Yeah, more coming soon. Woo, baby number four. That's it for this episode of Elevating Motherhood. Thanks again for spending your valuable time with me today. I hope you found some insight and inspiration or maybe a little of both. If you like today's show, please leave a review on iTunes. I use your feedback to plan future shows and cover topics that serve you. You can also connect with me on Instagram and Facebook. Links to those accounts are in the show notes. For more information, including today's show notes, head to elevatingmotherhood.com. That's elevatingmotherhood.com. Thanks again, Mama. I appreciate you.